this sicha on the concept of bitochen in Hashem and tracht gut ved sein gut is being learned l'schus the shlucha henye bas brachet v'yroleyo l'refua shleimu krev in a miraculous way v'toi v'anira v'anigla immediately. The Torah tells us the story that Moshe Rabbeinu goes out to see the troubles of his brothers, the hardships of his brothers in Mitzrayim. He sees a Mitzri trying to hurt another Yid. Moshe Rabbeinu kills the Egyptian. On the following day, Moshe Rabbeinu goes out and sees two Yidin fighting, Dosan and Aviram. And when he tries to stop them, one of them say, are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? The pastor goes on to say, Vayira Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu is afraid, and he says, the matter has become known. The pastor then goes on to say, Alpara hears about it, wants to kill Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu needs to escape. Now on the words Vayira Moshe, Rashi has two explanations. Either that it means simply that he was actually afraid because of what happened, or that he's concerned because now he sees that there are Yidin that could be informers, the paroi and so on, and maybe they're undeserving to be redeemed. And the question is, what's the problem with a simple pshat of Vayira Moshe that he's afraid that he'll be in trouble, that Rashi needs to look for another pshat on Vayira Moshe. And the Rebbe says the simple reason for this is, is because when you're reading that story in the Torah, there seems to be no point and no reason to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid. The pastor could have simply said, Pari heard about what happened, wants to kill Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu needs to run away. Why does the Torah need to preface this by saying Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid? And this is why Rashi gives us another pirush in the fear of Moshe, that he's concerned that the Yidin are undeserving to be redeemed. But in this Sikha, the Rebbe wants to take a deeper look at this fear of Moshe, even in the simple sense of why perhaps it is very relevant to the story, his actual fear. And in order to explain this, the Rebbe looks at a medrash that tells us about two great tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu being one of them. But two great tzaddikim, Yaakov and Moshe, that even though they had promises of Hashem, that Hashem will be with them, yet they were afraid. Yaakov in the story with Esav coming towards him with 400 people, Yaakov is afraid, even though he had a promise from Hashem, because he's worried, Shema Goram Achet, maybe because of something wrong that he has done, he's undeserving right now of Hashem's kindness. In a similar way, Moshe Rabbeinu in the story of Oig, Hashem also has to tell him, don't be afraid, because clearly he was afraid. Now in the Mepharshim of the Medrash, there's an argument of whether what Moshe Rabbeinu and Yaakov did in being afraid, was that a good thing? Was that a virtuous thing? Or was that a problem? Some of the Mepharshim want to say that it's actually a virtuous thing. This is their humility, that even though they had a promise from Hashem, nevertheless they think maybe they're not perfect. On the other hand, there are Mepharshim that say that no, they should have actually have that complete confidence that Hashem will be with them and nothing wrong will, nothing wrong will happen. And the Rebbe wants to understand this pirush of saying that they shouldn't have been afraid, seemingly, this is a great virtue to have the humility thinking, maybe I'm not perfect and undeserving. And the Rebbe says the same question really can be applied to the general concept of bitachin, of trust in Hashem. What does trust mean? Trust is not only that I believe Hashem can save me and can help me, but rather that I'm certain that everything is actually going to be good, I'm completely relaxed, completely calm, and the question is, what's the basis for this sort of certainty? If even when there's a direct promise of Hashem, maybe the person still will end up being undeserving, so if there's no direct promise of Hashem, how can the person be so relaxed and calm, and certain that everything will be okay? Now we might suggest, says the Rebbe, that the Bitochen is really based on the Amunah, that everything is coming from Hashem, 
No one, nothing in the world could harm me if it's not from Hashem directly. And therefore the person is completely calm. Because if he doesn't deserve anything bad to happen, then Hashem is certainly going to save him, even if it takes a miracle. And if he's undeserving, and if he's undeserving to Hashem's kindness, he's still calm. He's still relaxed because he knows it's coming from Hashem. He has nothing to be afraid of that particular item that seems to be a problem. And furthermore, he knows that if anything happens to him, it's, this itself is part of Hashem's kindness. Like, in other words, not chas v'shalim to harm the person, to take revenge against the person, but in some way to cleanse him and so on. So he's not worried and concerned. And therefore, yes, the person can be calm and relaxed, even if possibly he won't end up getting what he thought he should be getting, because he knows everything is coming from Hashem. And the only reason why the Mepharshim are saying that there was a problem with Yaakov and Moshe's fear is because in the simple reading of the Pesukim, it does sound as if they were afraid of Esav and Oig. But the Rebbe is not happy with this explanation, because the simple idea of Bitochin is not only that the person is calm and relaxed, and he knows that yes, Hashem is in control, but he really completely trusts that everything will be good, that Hashem will save him from this trouble. But based on the way we explained it before, that seemingly wouldn't be possible unless you're sure that you're such a great tzaddik, that you 100% deserve all the kindness of Hashem. And as we said before, even Moshe and Yaakov weren't so certain. So what's this idea of bitachin, of really having a bitachin, knowing that, I'm, that no matter what, Hashem is going to be good, Hashem is going to act in a kind way, even if seemingly I'm undeserving. So the Rebbe says this can be understood based on the famous story of the Tzemach Tzedek. Words of the Tzemach Tzedek said to a chassid, and the Friedrich Rebbe repeated this many times. When there was someone that came to him, a chassid that came to him to daven for someone that he had, that was chas v'shalim, in a very, very dangerous situation, was critically ill, the Tzemach Tzedek said, Think good, then it will be good. Which is telling us that the actual thinking good, which is bitachin, that will bring the good results. In other words, the Rebbe explains what this means is as follows. Bitachin is not just another aspect and another detail of the general Amunah that we believe everything is coming from Hashem. But rather, this is an avoida for itself. It's the avoida of just completely relying on Hashem, putting your whole burden, your whole lot on Hashem. And this is really what Bitachin is all about, just really completely pulling, putting your full trust in Hashem. And the natural circumstances don't matter at all because we're speaking about Hashem who's completely not limited by nature in any way whatsoever. And the Rebbe says this itself is the basis for his bitachin that Hashem will be good for him and in a kind way, even if he's undeserving meaning. Bitachin does not mean that a person believes since Hashem's kindness is unlimited, whether I deserve it or not, Therefore, I'm just going to get Hashem's kindness without doing anything about it, without doing any sort of avoida. That obviously would be the opposite of the concept of schar v'oynish. Rather, what we're saying is bitachin is an avoida. This is the avoida that he's working on, which is going to bring the kindness of Hashem. In other words, when the person completely truly, truly relies on Hashem, with the depths of his neshama, only on Hashem, to the extent that he's not worried in any way whatsoever, not concerned in any way whatsoever, that itself brings about that Hashem will act with him in this way, in an open, in an open way. And that's really what the person is being told, to have that full confident trust in Hashem, 
that Hashem will be good to him. And when he completely does rely on Hashem in that way, without many, making any calculations, whether it's possible to be saved, not possible to be saved, then Hashem acts with him. Hashem does go ahead, watches him, protects him, has Rachmanus on him, even if, According to the calculation, he was undeserving for this. Yet Hashem is going to act with him in a way of and This is what the Tzemach Tzedek is saying. The Bitochen itself is what brings the good results. In other words, that's what Bitochen is all about. Because of your trust, that's what's going to make it be good. The Rebbe says, now we can understand the story about Moshe Rabbeinu's fear. It's coming to teach us this Yesoid about Bitochen. That Bitochen is what causes Hashem's Yeshua. And the same thing, Chas V'Shalom, in the reverse. And another, so this is what's happening in our Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid. And he says, the matter has become known. Then the Pasuk says, Pari heard about it. Why did Pari hear about it? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid. Because he didn't have that sort of Bitochen. That nothing bad will happen to him because of all the beautiful good things that he has just done. Because he didn't have that be talking and he was afraid, that's exactly what caused that Pari should hear about it and Chas V'Shalom try to kill Moshe Rabbeinu. And not only does Moshe Rabbeinu think that in his mind, Vayira, but he actually even verbalizes, he says, Whereas if he would have had the full trust in Hashem, not worried at all in any way whatsoever, that would have caused that Pari should have never heard about it or forgotten about it. And... Everything would have been good. The Rebbe says, When we come across various different issues and problems and concerns, things start trying to stop us in our avoida, etc. We always need to know that the way to get rid of all these problems is with absolute trust in Hashem. That this is the way it's going to happen practically. Removing all the obstacles. And we'll have The Rebbe says, Just like in the Geula of Mitzrayim that came of the Bitochen, the same ideas with this geula, as the Medrash says, that in the schus of Bitochen will have the geula immediately taken from the Yad Mamash.